and welcome to the Authentic Connection podcast by Honeypot. My name is Laura and I'll be your host. Each week, a special guest and I will dive deep into authentic connection, unraveling what this means for us and how to find it with ourselves, each other and the environment. These raw conversations are packed with knowledge, wisdom and inspiration relatable for all human beings journeying through life. The universe has brought you to this podcast for a reason. Let's jump in and journey together. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of Authentic Connection by Honeypot. My name is Laura, and I am so, so thrilled to get this episode out to you finally. In this conversation, I chat to Tish Mixet, the founder of Honeypot, and it's got heaps of juicy wisdom that I know you'll get a lot out of. We talk about all sorts of things, from the moments in Tish's life that led her to starting Honeypot, what she actually wants to create with Honeypot, the magic of yoga and her and my entry route into yoga, our breath, and even at the end there, how to keep things fiery in the bedroom. So, without further ado, here is my conversation with Tish Mixet, the founder of Honeypot. Hi, Tish. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is actually our second podcast conversation because as it happens, I lost, well, I haven't been able to download our original conversation. It's stuck in the ether of the podcasting software. So, we are recording on a new platform and I am super excited to dive into some of the topics we talked about last time and other new things a little bit deeper. So thanks for coming, Tish. Thanks for asking me to be on. It's very exciting. (laughs) Cool. I thought I would start understanding a little bit about some of the pivotal moments in your life that have brought you to where you are right now. Yeah, well, I guess um, for everybody at the moment, now is an interesting time. At the moment, I am currently sitting inside a beautiful Lockwood home that is our um, good family friends that they've offered us during this last little part of our, well, as we come back into our new normal. And yeah, we've been spending time pondering what our next moves are and actually spending a lot of time reflecting on how we ended up here in the first place. (laughs) So yeah, I guess there's been some pretty pivotal moments in our journey the last pivotal moment was deciding to go traveling and in doing so leaving our jobs and moving out of our flat and then as COVID-19 sort of exploded upon the world we weren't going traveling any longer so that's been a fun but also scary time deciding where the next movements are going to take us I guess slowing down to not get too entangled in like the anxiety maybe of what the future could hold but rather it's been a real interesting time to just practice being present you know we've had so much time and that should have been maybe something that we would have thought would be easy to do so yeah that's been um interesting in terms of the latest pivotal moment Mm. (laughs) I suppose it means you've had a lot of space to really slow down and think about what it is you want to focus on 
Yeah, yeah. In terms of where we're heading next, we actually read a book called The Alchemist. I may have told you about it last time, but it just keeps popping up of having just so much value in where we're at currently in our mindset and sort of thinking for how we can create a life that we do, that we want to live, like rather than, um, I guess, dropping into like the fear of what's going to happen and just really grounding into that we actually have quite a bit of control over what happens next. So that's been really nice and obviously like a bit of a wobbly up and down journey. Yeah, we think we've landed on something that is very true and authentic to us and will fulfill perhaps our personal legends for anybody out there who has also read The Alchemist. (laughs) Mm. So tell us about personal legends. Well, I don't want to spoil the book. Ah, (laughs) I haven't read it and Tish knows that. So I will read it at some point for sure. (laughs) Well, it's about a shepherd who goes on a journey to find his treasure. And along the way, he discovers his dreams. And Mm. his dreams is sort of what he calls his personal legend. So I won't say any more to that, but it's just quite a cool tale that inspires you to ponder what your purpose in life, I guess, might be. And then Mm. pursue that and head off in that direction. Yeah. Amazing. Um, But I suppose Honeypot was actually created even before this most recent pivotal moment. So what were the things that, brought you to creating Honeypot and what what's the purpose behind Honeypot? Purpose behind Honeypot. So when I first sat down and was like, hmm, what's the why behind creating this? Was I want to create communities that are abundant in love and compassion. And mm. to do that, I wanted to create and sort of bring back in that ritual into our lives and create a space where we can Um, hold ceremony and hold space for just one another to come together and connect and hopefully form sort of truer, deeper connections. So that was, yeah, where Honeypot originally started from. And it was inspired by my own teaching and guiding people through yoga at the Ivy Studio in Kingsland. And then just, yeah, connecting with everybody, having yarns afterwards, maybe going out for dinner or going out for a wine and Mm. forming these friendships with like-minded humans so yeah it was to sort of amplify that and create a space where more people can do the same Mm. I think yoga is a pretty incredible practice to be able to bring true connection to well allow us to find true connection rather because of the way that it affects us I was sort of diving into what I found I got from my yoga practice and obviously it just peels back the layers to reveal you to be more you and Mm. once you are more you that can naturally allow better connection and so following on from that I suppose what I envision this podcast being all about is chatting to people from all different walks of life about how they find true authentic connection and not only within themselves, but also with others and with the environment. That's how we've kind of come to, well, that's how I've kind of come to bunny hop this podcast onto the honeypot culture movement. I think that's a pretty, pretty incredible purpose. I think so too. And I think on that two things, actually coming together and collaborating you and I is pretty special because I think that 
coming together to collaborate is just more powerful, especially if you've got an aligned vision or mission in life and your personal legends might be heading off in the same direction. But also coming back to how yoga is so part of that connection. I was chatting with my sister yesterday. We were in Taupur. If you have ever been to Star Road, there's these beautiful hot springs. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But we were sitting (laughs) in these hot springs and reflecting on each other's yoga journeys and just sort of came to this realization, which I've realized before, but being able to articulate it. It doesn't matter what, like how you got into it, whether you discovered it through your gym and you were looking at it from like a physical level of like, I want to get more fit and I want to get more flexible to whether or not you came in it from, I need more calm in my life. I'm stressed. I need to relax and just zen out a little bit to, you know, and then there's another route where you might've come in sort of seeking a bit of a spiritual journey that's going to unfold and it doesn't matter and there's probably a whole lot of other routes that you could have come to it as well right those are just Mm. three that I've mentioned Mm. but it doesn't matter which one that you come from as you said you start to realize your truest self through that and by realizing your true self you start to care so much about your own well-being and your own happiness and what you radiate out there and by doing so you start to care for your community more and you care for the planet more because you are essentially part of nature. So it's just this like unraveling of how everything is so connected. And that's why I love yoga so much. I don't think it's it's obviously not the only thing out there, but it's just definitely something that if you continue with your practice and surround yourself by like-minded people in that space, then your life starts to turn into a bit of a magical, magical place. Mm. Yeah, I agree. As you say, no matter what entry route to come in you're always going to come out with more authenticity to who you are more calm even if you also get the other benefits of being more flexible and being stronger I think yoga can't help but do the things that it naturally does which is calm the mind and allow you to feel more connected to the universe yeah (laughs) deep (laughs) whoa (laughs) So what drew you initially to yoga? What was your route of entry? So my route of entry into yoga is actually, it's funny when you peel it back to like, where did the first interest come from? In some ways, I'm like, man, mum used to light incense all the time. Like that kind of was my first experience. <laughs> totally. You were, you were surrounded by it in your environment, really. Yeah. Well, mum didn't necessarily practice much, but, you know, we had books on yoga and it was sort of in my realm, I guess, but I hadn't necessarily mm-hmm. practiced. And then it was after university when I moved to Auckland and I still had my Les Mills membership and and I didn't like going to the classes because I mean you know me quite well I'm not really like your pump or your I can't even remember what the rest of the class yeah those kinds of things wasn't really me um but I did quite like going to body balance which was a blend of yoga tai chi and pilates I think if I remember correctly yeah yeah I just remember the first few times lying in savasana and completely letting go and I hadn't really experienced that kind of relaxation before I decided to get a mat and I decided to go and explore some other yoga studios which led me to the Hare Krishna place on Beach Road in Auckland Mm. which was actually I guess in some ways I didn't think about it at the time when I created Honeypot but there was 
there was something so special about the Hare Krishna place because it wasn't just about going to practice the yoga. You also then connected with everybody afterwards with food. So mm. they were, and that, that it, going there was just a pivotal moment in both mine and Luke, my husband's life journey from that point because he ended up meeting his director of his company at yoga and the whole thing was just like, oh my gosh, it's all happening as it's supposed to. Yeah, so then I was like, hmm, I really quite like yoga and like being an ex-dancer and being quite flexible. I thought I was quite good at yoga as well. And I sort of thought to myself, oh, and I'd read The Power of Now. That actually is a, that was a huge one. And that sort of, I was like, right, my quest for this finding enlightenment, I'm, I've decided I want to go down this yoga route. And to go to a teacher training in India, probably like, I don't know, close to six months after starting to practice quite a lot. Mm. And yeah, I thought of myself as a true novice. <laughs> I was like, man, these other people going are probably going to have practiced yoga for years. And I, I've only just started. And then that was obvious. I think anyone who's been on a, any kind of immersion, whether it's yoga, meditation, sound healing, you know, anything. Yeah, you just go on such a self-discovery journey. And I came out of that. And I, I've actually, through this time, which has been challenging, tried to tap back into that energy when I got home and you like I just felt so that like I could achieve anything and I could create anything mm. and if I was just true to what I believed then life would, un- would unfold before me and it's almost like the universe starts to align to help you mm. and that's like exactly what happened and then I ended up at the pure which is how you and I met and like life just got real juicy for a good while there which was really beautiful yeah, lots of learnings actually. Now, even mm. talking about that, sort of, there's a lot of things, you know, through your life. And when you come into like more wobbly moments, you can look back and reflect at how you dealt with something last time and improve upon it. Because <laughs> life's never going to be this perfect situation the whole way through, you know? Totally. And it's never static as well. Even if you get the situation perfect, if that even isn't even a thing, right, in this moment right now, it's going to change. And you're going to look for a different type of perfect or you're going to be in a different environment. So it's going to look always just, it's just always changing and always moving. Mm. And what about you? What about your entry into the yogi realm? Well, I, um, yeah, that's a good question, actually. We, with my ballet lessons, once I got into sort of the more senior levels of ballet dancing, our ballet teacher put on a yoga class and it was compulsory. We didn't have a choice. And so I had to go. I mean, I just did it because we got told to do it, but it was on a Saturday. It was like in the middle of the day on the Saturday and I was very social at this age. So I wanted to be out and about. And so I was a little bit begrudged to do it. But I do vividly remember after that first yoga class, nothing massively life-changing, but probably just having the best sleep of my life that evening. Even though the yoga had been at midday on a Saturday, I slept beautifully that Saturday night. And I kind of, it just was in the back of my mind. And then a couple of years later, I would go to the class and it would be at a gym and I would leave for Shavasana. So I was literally just there to do the movement, to do the stretching. Uh, and I loved the flow. Again, same as you, Tish, I'm an ex-dancer. So I loved the flow and I loved the movement. But like there was just no point to the Shavasana. Like why would you just lie there on the ground doing nothing? <laughs> so, yeah, that I was very all about the physical at the beginning and it took me a really long time to open up to what felt like doing nothing and lying for a couple of minutes at the end of class and 
you know, and then, yeah, slowly, slowly. I might have tried it once and thought, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> this could be all right. <laughs> Maybe I feel a bit better after that. And then, yeah, tried lots of different teachers since being in Auckland and and different, lots of different styles. And I've definitely settled on a, on a style that is still quite focused on the physical, but the spiritual side is, is a really important aspect for me now, which um, I love. I think that the way that you can relate your physical health to your emotional health and to your health on an energetic level is really interesting. So now whenever I have something physical going on, I'm always looking for the emotional or the energetic reason for it. Whereas me 10 years ago would never have looked at that. So it has been slow and steady and I couldn't even tell you what was the main thing that drove me to to look into the spiritual side. And it was, I think it was the end of 2018, I did my teacher training and I didn't do Immersion Style like you, Tish. I did it over weekends here in Auckland. But even without it being Immersion Style, it was incredibly powerful. You can't help but, exact, like I said before, the yoga always works eventually. You do hours and hours and hours and hours of yoga and you eventually, you can't help but start to notice that there is more to yoga than just the physical side. Um, that's my yoga journey it's funny when you actually say it out loud in words like that Um, yeah (laughs) you kind of realize yeah realize where you've come from and they're always such cool journeys and I guess on that for anybody who maybe hasn't tried yoga or or any other practice yeah there's always more to all of these things once you start giving it a go and just allowing yourself to surrender a little bit maybe to the logic because mm. I think that can sometimes almost halt us because we try to understand and we're like, I want to know what's going on and like have an explanation for everything. But the essence of what's going on doesn't require logic. It just requires you to be. But it's always our thinking mind that needs a rational explanation. It needs, okay, well, we're doing this in order to get to this outcome. But actually, you've just got to let the yoga and the self-awareness do its thing. So what yeah, obviously we've talked a lot about connection and I suppose what I want to know is your favorite way and maybe we've already answered it even but favorite way to connect to yourself yes with this like yoga is obviously a huge huge part of that and then the thing that's so cool about yoga is that and it is I guess elaborating on what we've just been talking about it is it becomes a philosophy for the way that you live your life and I know that if my mum was listening to this, she might say that I'm not always practicing what I preach. But the point is that you try to embody that and you and you be that. And so even when you're going for a walk along the beach and you're um, taking in your surroundings and just being totally present to like, oh, my gosh, the moon just rose across the ocean or connecting with nature, I find is actually another form of yoga. Like it just depends mm-hmm. on how you want to articulate things that. Yeah, so being in nature, practicing yoga, and also I just want to touch here on the breath. The breath Mm -hmm. really, um, like for me, I was actually discussing even with Luke this morning, his yoga journey, and he sort of was like to me, man, the first time when I was, like I can remember vividly, it was in your class, and I finally clicked that I'm supposed to move up into my up dog with my inhale and then as I exhale move into my downward dog and that connection of the breath and whether or not you're moving or you're sitting in a meditation or you're lying in bed before you go to sleep that connection just kind of brings you back to like 
I don't know, your soul or like your, mm. for me personally, it clears my mind when I'm being really present with my breathing, no thought can come in and interrupt that. Or like if a thought does, I can also just come back to the breath and yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, the breath, yoga, nature. <laughs> mm, mm. The last time we spoke, Tissue had just done Sancho's breathwork workshop so I mean that's a whole different really kettle of fish when it comes to using the breath for a specific purpose do you have anything to elaborate on your experience with Sandro's breathwork workshop yes so with Sandro's breath workshop I know there might be a few listeners who've also experienced if you haven't highly would recommend um mm. but yes even just going through this whole COVID-19 experience too and being at home and perhaps getting triggered by, you know, being around family again because when you've, you know, you've grown up with them your whole life and you've learned how to push each other's buttons and mm. just noticing perhaps not your best stuff coming out. And in reflection, and because we did Sandro's workshop as part of that and he'd actually sort of set the intention that it was a trauma release, I think now, like reflecting mm. on it more, that I was probably holding back a little bit and whether that was because I was – with my sister and Luke and I wasn't by myself or like the the teaching was a little bit different and also I sort of had this expectation of myself to let go of trauma but I just couldn't quite get to what this trauma could be anyway I wonder as Sandro keeps saying you know just go deeper go deeper keep breathing keep breathing go (laughs) it's fucking hard work to go deep it is hard and I think from what I've realized is that you know, I could have gone deeper and there's probably more of a journey to explore there. Any kind of breath work that I've done, all of the experiences have been very different. What I really enjoy is actually the Wim Hof and quite happily admit that I'm a bit of a Zen seeker. So <laughs> that to me is more of like a pleasant, enjoyable experience that I'll be like, hmm, about for a few hours. Whereas Sandro's left me kind of in a position of just pondering almost started another quest (laughs) in another part of my life to maybe dig deep into my past a little bit and just uncover anything that could potentially be blocked that I yeah I haven't needed to address it because I've been at university and then I've been living up in Auckland and sort of swanning around doing yoga (laughs) yes wow that space that you've had in the last two months we naturally fill the space yeah and I think too like with also going back to the yoga and how that's all part of this journey you become so open-minded about all these different practices and realizing that everything that you um, experience in your life is simply an experience and I think that that allowed me like with Sandro's even you know the first time that you and I and the girls went to it like we were just so open and open to receiving which I'm, I'm very grateful that I've managed to somehow sort of develop that so that I can continue to just grow and expand and learn Mm, cool a bit of yoga and a bit of breath work as your as your way to connect to yourself what would be your favorite way to connect to others I do love to have a good old dinner party eh shared food how dreamy yes shared food and good laughs I just yeah and good people I yeah so grateful for my friends you've got to be pretty careful about the people that you spend your time with don't you I think you definitely do yes but then here's something so and I'm sure a lot of us would have figured this out when you start being your authentic self 
you start attracting and hanging out with all of these amazing people that do fill up your soul. And so it's kind of like this beautiful unfolding closed loop system, really, when you start actually acting from a place of authenticity. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that being authentic in yourself allows you to find a deeper connection with others as well. Mm. Um, Whereas if you are trying to be somebody else or you've got that mask or that barrier in the way, you just can't find deep connection with people. And so you don't, first of all, find the right people, but you also don't find a very deep connection with those people anyway. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I guess in some ways by being authentic, it just becomes this natural filter of the people that you do want in your life and the people that maybe aren't so nourishing in your life. Mm. Total side note question. What's your love language? Do you know that off the top of your head? Oh my gosh, we figured this out on the beach um, like at the end of summer. I think I'm fit, like I like touch. That's one of them, eh? Liking touch. Yeah. yeah, physical touch. Yeah, that was definitely number one. I like it when someone will give me a little pat on the head or like a little rub on the back or giving people hugs. That is going to be the best thing about this COVID thing, you know, <laughs> fizzing out, is just to be able to embrace people. Because, like, for me, through this time my dad wasn't in our bubble and not being able to hug hug dad that's like what Mm. and then your friends like it be pure well that was like a hugging environment like you'd go in there and hug your workmates and make sure they're okay so it's just I've I've been lucky I guess that my sister and my mum and Luke have been in my bubble for lots of hugs but yeah and like in yoga when I'm guiding people through yoga like one of my favorite parts at the end is to come around and give everybody a little eyebrow rub and just, you know, make them feel nurtured and like that's my love language there. And I haven't been able to do that to anybody except my family lately. So that's been interesting, just this having no physical contact. So I've found that quite hard. Hopefully we're never going to take hugs for granted again. No, I know. Definitely in the world of this, what we're trying to do with Honeypot, with building community and these true connections, having the physical distance, I think, provides a little bit of a challenge. But then as we just charge on forwards and create new ways, it all all unfold as it's supposed to. But yeah, no hugs, not good. And it's interesting because I have really enjoyed teaching remotely and I was surprised at how similar and how you could still get those warm, fuzzy feelings of a yoga Mm -hmm. class with somebody on a computer screen. Again, it just speaks to the power of yoga really, doesn't it? But even without the physical touch aspect, joining into a class with that community, I think there's still power in that. Mm. And it's certainly better than nothing at all. (laughs) That's sort of what I'm saying. It may not be as good as the real thing. (laughs) I guess what this time has allowed by offering the virtual yoga is for people to maybe deepen into their own self-practice a little bit more, which is also incredibly important. And even doing a virtual um, while you can't hear everybody else's vibrations, your own vibration just becomes quite powerful. So that's been also quite cool. And, you you know, when you are doing it on, um, you are sending vibrations out into the universe simultaneously. So like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Energetically, it's exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real cool. But I can't remember what my other love languages are, to be honest. They're probably like all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's a spectrum. It's not like somebody who considers physical touch being their primary love language doesn't enjoy words of affirmation or whatever the other ones are it's just that there's usually like some sort of sort of priority I'm totally the same physical touch is really really important for me um I notice it if I'm 
not getting enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I want more. Ted, help. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Get me skin. I need skin. Um, <laughs> my next question is around relationships and how a intimate relationship in your life has allowed you to evolve in some way. Yes, I think I talked about Lukey last time, and I want to yeah. bring him up again because he just constantly is such a beacon for growth both of us together have been on such a journey and I guess this morning we were like man we're just so lucky like so lucky that we found each other because it's just so ridiculously easy to be around one another but we I guess one it's not like one of us is off on this journey and the other one isn't interested and like we're both sort of pursuing our own journeys but they're so intertwined that we inspire each other and are able to just continue this constant feeling of like gooeyness, you know, whether that is like in between just our relationship, our relationship with our parents and our friends or whatever career project that we're pursuing at the time. His mindset is just so positive and like always looking for opportunities when there is a challenge and also just rephrasing like problems to challenges is he mm. like, really instilled that which has been so refreshing because then you're always looking for the opportunity even when you keep getting thrown like 10 billion challenges yeah so yeah I'm really stoked to have grown alongside him and like reflecting on our relationship too when we first met yoga wasn't necessarily a huge part of my life and Mm. he's come sort of on that journey with me and I was sort of you know I went off into that yoga teacher training and he was kind of like oh god is she gonna come back and be like a different person (laughs) um and in a way you probably did come back a different person yeah it hard out well I probably came back and was like quite hardcore about a few things and then I was actually reflecting on this this morning, funny that we're talking about it now, how when you come back from something like that or anything that you go and learn in your life and you're like real jacked up and you're like, everybody needs to know this (laughs) and you kind of come like this flag bearer that just wants to inspire everybody. But it's, I think I went on a personal journey of like learning how to sort of, you know, tone down a little bit and meet people where they're at so that you can actually inspire people and that you're not Mm. like, just being a little bit <laughs> too crazy so anyway totally people don't really want to be lectured at no exactly and it's like learning how to like hold that space I, I went on that journey and me toning down obviously was like a win for him I then allowed and softened and as you do with any like I'd say anybody who has gone and done a yoga teacher training or anything in this realm you realize that it becomes this evolving journey. So like nothing's ever set in stone. Nothing is ever like one way or that way. It's just this evolution of you going through your life journey exactly as it is. Anyway, long-winded, rounded way of saying that we're on this journey together and it's been really cool supporting one another. Amazing. Is there any ways that you could articulate that Luke has inspired change in you let me just ponder this for a second he he's always very open to listening Mm. um and then when he'll like he's he's quite good at giving feedback as well but in a really nurturing way 
that's that's a really useful skill I feel like yeah giving feedback that's honest and truthful without being hurtful yeah that's one way that he definitely allows like growth and change and all of that he's just a good human being I'm trying to get him to um to run a little flow on honeypot's Instagram so we'll see by the time this comes live if he has or not (laughs) yes that would be great. Everyone can get a little bit of the Luke magic too on, on Honeypot's platform. A hundred percent. It may make a, a guy or, you know, somebody who hasn't tried yoga before more likely to, to give it a go if it's from a different perspective. Mm, exactly. Whenever I suggest somebody to, if we're thinking about new people doing yoga, whenever I suggest it, they're like, oh, well, can't like I'm not flexible enough or I'm not anything and it's just like gosh people have all these preconceived ideas that they have to be already good at something before they even try it that just doesn't make sense yeah I think it's pretty cool that honeypots be up being able to come from a place where it's really accessible there's no right or wrong and it just is what it is Mm, things just are as they are (laughs) in terms of and I'm going to throw this question to you and it's slightly off the bat. But in terms of like our long-term relationship and keeping things fiery in the bedroom or outside, what do you have any thoughts or even just daily practices that you guys do to maintain that polarity and maintain that real fire in your relationship? I guess with that question, yeah, in the bedroom things progress throughout your relationship and To be honest, the biggest thing has just been trusting one another, you know, really grounding into that trust and having full trust in the other person just allows any fiery magic to unfold because there's nothing to be concerned about or worry about, you know, scared of the unknown as such because you just have so much trust in the other person that no matter what you decide to explore together, it's always going to be a nurturing, loving fiery situation totally and I think that's particularly true when it comes to whoever is in the sort of more feminine role in the relationship because when it comes to that real fire or polarity certainly from my understanding the the fire comes from the feminine really sinking into that trust and allowing them to surrender Mm. while the person in the more masculine and again this isn't necessarily male or female this is just the sort of feminine masculine within us maybe takes a little more control and is a little bit more dominant yeah and the trust is is just so vitally important when it comes to everything within a relationship not just in the bedroom yeah exactly and then on that note of other ways that you can connect deeply because it doesn't all necessarily have to be based around the bedroom but you know, do you look into each other's eyes and, mm. you know, maybe you practice yoga together like Luke and I certainly do. Or, you know, you have other rituals that you do together that allow a deep connection and all of those moments add up to, you know, when you do find yourselves in the bedroom, you know, that's all, it's all part of the amazingness. And I guess one other thing is just like taking the pressure off each other you know through working at Be Pure and learning all about my hormones and my body and wanting to get back in balance that's been a really cool journey of our intimacy because again coming back to that trust and just respecting the woman's you know creative space and 
mm-hmm. as you just said, surrendering and, yeah, I guess shift your perspective of what your sexual relations would be like, you know, when you first started realising what sex even was. <laughs> yes. it's that. I think it's all about expectations. Like, um, just trust that it will all happen as it should do, even without, you know, without your preconceived expectations tainting what what happens yeah exactly just in general like moving I guess not necessarily just Luke and I but the conversation around like tantric yoga slash tantric Mm -hmm. and you know exploring that yeah kind of keen to explore all of that I wouldn't say that we've like fully embarked on a journey but I, I have found some readings in that space and like listening to Nikki Rhodes and again, it's just realizing how like everything's so connected, even that realm of your life. Mm. Yes, <laughs> that's the great answer, Tish. I love, I love that. And some qu- quicker fire. I was wondering if you had a favorite smell or favorite essential oil. I don't have any left because I we had a whole lot of it at the wedding and managed to misplace all of it. But I can tell you what it's called. A scent smell blend from a lovely woman in Fongmata called Ambiance. And I think it had in it like orange and bergamot, cinnamon, and some other yummy oils, and they're all blended together. And it was honest, like, it's the only thing I've ever worn where, like, pretty much everybody that walks past you is like, oh my gosh. I can actually, now that you've said it, I'm like, I can feel that whiff of cinnamon just coming towards me as you described it. And I remember, I think they were sitting on the table at your wedding, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They were. So delicious. Somebody just yoinked them off the side of the table. Yeah, exactly. But now somebody else has got some magic with them and they're, you know, obviously a human that I love. So that's, that is cool. But yes, I'm I'm on the hunt to get some more of that when I venture back to Whangamata. Cool. <laughs> What's your favourite breakfast at the moment? Um, My favourite breakfast at the moment. So... Probably a brunch breakfast. I have been really enjoying having kumara, whether it has been smashed or sometimes we slice it into like sliced bits and <laughs> put butter on it, like what we did with Ben. Uh, the skinny kumara that like cooks a little bit faster than us. Yeah. And, and it bakes and it's all yummy and golden because it's got butter on it. And then what have we been having? Some like nice bacon. We've been yeah. very fussy on the bacon that we've been getting and having like a poached egg and some greens, silver beet or spinach mm. or just like that steamed because it's kind of autumn and getting a little bit cooler. And fortunately, avocados appear to be out of season now. But if there was avocados, then that would be on there as well. Yes. <laughs> Good. Who is a person you look up to? Who is a person I look up to? Oh, there's actually so many, and a lot of them are at BPure. I think one person I would probably like to mention is Lily. Just reflecting on everything I learnt at BPure and just Mm. how much of it was channeling down through her. So, yeah, mad gratitude for for her and what she's learnt and the way that she's living her life I think is pretty inspiring. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Do you have a, potentially you've already mentioned it actually, your favourite book at the moment? Um, favourite book at the moment? Oh, a goodie. Um, Be Here Now, Baba Ram Das. Ah, yes. Did you just recently finish that? 
Well, I don't think I'm going to finish it for a while because in the back section it's got all of these things that you can practice. So I've just been slowly making my way through and grounding into some things that resonate and yeah, been quite actually the last little bit that I read about it, read in it, sorry, was around setting aside time for study in these realms. So like obviously, you know, you want to go and practice and actually do these things, but also having a little bit of time to read and open your horizons around what else is out there that's been quite cool just allowing time to do that study and also practice so like in the weekend I created with Luke a little retreat weekend for ourselves which included some study time but it also included lots of meditation and lots of yoga and a hike and yummy food cacao (laughs) of course but yes, be here now. If anybody, I'm sure a lot of people would have actually heard of Baba Ramdas, but if you haven't, I would highly recommend getting into some of his stuff. Cool. And this is the one that just comes first to mind, your favourite movie. <laughs> I'm a big cartoon fan. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw one out of one that I watched recently, and I know that a lot of other people might find this childish but I really enjoyed the latest version of Dr. Doolittle Mm, cool it's just real cute and you know you don't have to think too much about the storyline because you know that it's going to have a happy ending and the animation's amazing and there's talking animals I enjoyed it (laughs) yeah the fantasy and actually in lockdown we watched the whole of the Harry Potter series and I'd have to say it's I mean, after having not read the books for so many years and just being able to get totally lost in this like Harry Potter world for seven nights in a row or however long it was, was it was like so exciting, you know, like getting to after dinner and just being able to be like, oh my gosh, Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> have to go back and re- read them or something. They oh are. man, yeah, you should. And like, have you read the play of After? The Harry Potter theory? I haven't read it, no. That's quite cool. It's a quick read. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favourite quote at the moment, or it doesn't have to be word for word? Probably the quote, which is also the name of Baba Ramdas's book, which is, be here now. Yeah, yeah. It's just so simple. To the point, but you get the message across. Yeah, exactly. And you? My favourite quote... Oh, well, now you've got me on the spot. Um, well, actually, I'm going to say the one that last conversation we had, Tish, your quote was, be curious. Mm. And I thought that was really nice. Again, that's super, super simple and to the point. And you, yeah, I just think that there's, there's so much value in just being really open-minded and inquisitive about yourself and about the world around you. I just think that curiosity can give you a lot a lot of insight mm. into this weird world. <laughs> this this experience as human being. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm very excited to see how the podcast evolves and how it's going to enable connection again with us being able to meet some other incredible people out there. I'm just very, very excited to be able to chat to people and learn from them and share that. Tish, thank you so much for chatting with me today. You are so welcome. Have um, a beautiful rest of your day and we'll look forward to listening to it on the, on the real thing. 
And that's it, the first episode of the Authentic Connection podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Honeypot, Tish's venture, jump onto the website. It's honeypotculture.nz. You can find the link in the show notes. I would love to hear what you thought about today's podcast. As you may or may not have gathered, I'm making this up as I go along. So help me out by letting me know what you liked and what I can improve on. Send a message directly to me or through Honeypot. Look forward to talking to you soon. Bye.